0: From Relay FM, welcome to the first ever Upgradies Hall of Fame. This very special episode is brought to you by our broadcast partners, FitBot, ExpressVPN and Squarespace. Once again, Simulcast from London, England, and Mill Valley, California. I am one of your hosts for this evening's festivities. And joining me is my co-host, Jason Snell. Jason Snow, welcome back to the Upgradies yet again.
1: Thank you, Mike Hurley. Weren't we just here?
0: We just were. Well, as you would have heard on our last upgradies just a couple of weeks ago, it was upgradies 10, upgradies X, the 10th yeah. annual upgradies. So we thought Hard to, believe. to honor that, we would create a Hall of Fame. For the Upgradies. Now, this is separate to the Lifetime Achievement Award, which is one if if somebody wins three times in a singular category, they are elevated into the rafters. They have a little banner up in the rafters at the uh, uh-huh. Upgradies offices, uh, where they are enshrined for all time. So it stops the same things right. from winning over and over and over again. But we thought to celebrate the. 10 editions of the Upgradees that we would look back from the winners of all of our current categories and choose a Hall of Fame entrant from them. So a Lifetime Achievement Award winner could also be a Hall of Fame Award winner. We'll just have to see how it goes. I have some credits again. Sure. I would like to thank the following people for helping make the Upgradies possible. Zach Knox for web design. JD Davis for artwork, Chris Breen for music, Jim Metzendorf for audio editing, Chip Sutter for video editing, and Jamie Snell for social media management. Once again, just noting that these people are involved in all the upgrades. <laughs> so we yes. thank them, especially okay. as we've entered into a new year again. Thank you all for helping make this show possible. We, should we go right into it for the first award yeah. do you have any opening statements you would like
1: to make how does it work do i have any opening statements uh i'm proud of all of you um it's an honor to be an Upgradies uh yes. nominee and winner and um it this is only uh, an exhibition and it's not a competition we it, we're just choosing our favorites of our favorites yes uh because we thought it would be fun and somebody will be coveted. You know.
0: Something in this, which is nice, is that we will get the opportunity to mention all of the winners uh, across it's each true. year, which I think will be it's it. it's a nice thing for today to, to highlight oh, the many uh, illustrious winners over the first 10 Upgradies competitions. Mm-hmm. So we will start with the first round today, which is best iOS app. And we're going to go to the beginning. In 2014, Overcast was the winner. In 2015, Slack Can you imagine a world in which the best iOS app was Slack? Like, if you think about it. We were all using
1: Slack. We all started using Slack that year. Incredible. relying on it. Yep.
0: 2016 was Workflow. What happened to that app? Nobody knows. Where are those Mm. people now? Carrot Weather in 2017. Overcast Mm. in 2018 and 2019, making it a Lifetime Achievement Award winner. Drafts in 2020. Carrot weather again in 2021, and then the last two years, 22 and 23, has been flighty.
1: Mm, so carrot and flighty, right on the right on the edge of yep. lifetime achievement.
0: I have, I think, for me, an early gut feeling here, which mm-hmm. would be slack. Clearly, slack. yeah, slack. Uh, no, I I would be leaning towards carrot. So by the way, we we have not made nominations for this between the two of us like we usually would with the Upgrade is The whole point of today's episode is we're just going to talk through all of them and come up with a winner ourselves. Um, and yep. so, like, I I would be leaning towards Carrot Weather here. Interesting. It is also, like, a, a runner-up so many years, too, which we're not going to go through the runners-up, but it's in there.
1: Carrot Weather is great. Overcast uh, is also one that I am... Uh, I mean, is it the... Is it the iOS app I use the most? Mm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, But uh, Carrot Weather is good. Flighty is good. These are our our most commonly chosen things.
0: Yeah. So I feel like for some categories, we are judging the app, I think, over its entire time period. And I think for some categories, we are judging or a winner, or I should say a nominee for its initial impact. And I think we'll have some later on where that is. And for me, I just feel like over the period of time, going all the way back to the beginning, Carrot Weather has seen such advancement and has only gotten yep. better and better and better over time. I feel like its its kind of share amongst the audience has grown and grown and grown. Like it, Whenever Carrot Weather is nominated for any award, it is nominated heavy amongst the UpGradians too. And I feel mm-hmm. that way that's myself. Um, it's an app that yeah. I feel like over time, you know, it's, it's it's done the things that are best for the users in a sense of like, now it is mostly interacted by many people with like the Watch app or the widgets rather than the actual app itself. Like it's doing all of the things that a good iOS app should do. But that's that's where I'm leaning. If you yeah, want to make a for Overcast or somewhere else, then I'm very willing to hear it. Well, I mean, the case
1: for Overcast is that it is uh, an independent podcast app that when it began, it was, uh, you know, al- along with some of its competitors, it mm-hmm. was offering a real solid alternative to what Apple offered. And mm-hmm. Apple has really upgraded the podcast app over the years. A lot of those independent podcast apps have sort of fallen by the wayside Um Overcast mm-hmm. remains and is uh, certainly it is uh, off still offers a bunch of things that Apple's podcast app doesn't, and um, you know I still rely on it for things like using it on my watch as yep. well as using it on my phone. Um, so I think that there's a, a strong case to me to be made for it
0: so the where i would where i would say for overcast because i use overcast every day too it's my podcast app of choice i think marco would be the first person to tell you that the app is not where he wants it to be right now
1: well he's rewriting it right now we know that and it has it hasn't had a lot of progress in the last few years yeah Uh, and we know that that he knows that and that he's working on it but right now uh i i think that's i absolutely think that's true also i mean oh i you make a great point with carrot weather Also, which is the support from UpGradians, the fact that it has evolved so much over time, like almost every year, there's other sets of huge Carrot Weather features that are are coming in. And it also has Apple app competition. And I think that the Apple Weather app has a lot going for it and has improved as well. But Carrot is also still great. And one of the things I like about Carrot is that it can be what you want it to be. Yeah. Like for me, and I, some people love Carrot because it's got jokes and snark and stuff. I don't. I turn that off because I don't like it. But it doesn't matter. You can, you can literally lay out the app, like in the app, to show whatever you want to show, which is really remarkable. Um. So I'm okay with Carrot Weather.
0: That is where I lean, and and it is purely because, as you say, like if there's a new system feature, Carrot adds it. Like, yeah would just do and and does it well it's with the i would say the caveat which we spoke about in the upgrades i don't think they did a good job with their interactive widgets but maybe it wasn't that needed for what their type of widgets are i don't know
1: um yeah i uh, let's i say i mean clearly the winner is p calc
0: <laughs> oh hang on a second <laughs>
1: What if we just picked something totally random that isn't anything that's been in there?
0: No, I feel like Hmm. that is the one thing that we set in the rules, is that we're picking from previous Ah, winners. It
1: really needs to be one of the previous winners. Okay, well then, in that case... Before we do
0: it, I will just make the case of, like, we are a podcast, right? And Mm -hmm. so, an Overcast is the way that the majority of our listeners listen to this show. And so, like, there is also the point of, like, do we just go with it because... That fits.
1: I don't think that's enough of a reason. Okay. I, I mean, it, it's a tough decision, but I like your, uh, I like your suggestion and and your argument. We love again, as I said in my opening statement that I made up very, you know, much on the spot. Mm-hmm. You you're all doing great. We love all of you, but we have to pick a Hall of Famer
0: to be in, just to be in the conversation. You know. Yes, that's the important um, thing. carrot weather. Carrot weather. All right. So that's the first Hall of Fame entrant for the best ios app is carrot weather all right this is gonna this is my favorite talking about best newcomer i love the love idea it. All I've, been, time newcomers. I've been very excited just about the idea of judging a hall of fame newcomer and i uh-huh. guess that this is like all-time rookie kind of thing that we're looking for yes here, rookie.
1: Right? i i also still a weird concept actually but okay
0: But like it so the way I was thinking of this is considering an app and the impact that it had at the time in which it was released. And we can maybe consider how something has evolved, but personally I would like to consider initial impact. Uh I can see how we feel about that through conversation. So our winners starting from 2014 go workflow. Ferrite in 2015, Swift Playgrounds in 2016, Files in 2017. We were just oh, excited Apple, to have file management. Well, and then a three-in-a-row Shortcuts 2018. Oh, three-in-a-row! 2019 was Timery. 2020 was Widget Smith. 2021, Noir. Sticker Drop in 2022, and Cold Sheet in
1: 2023. Hmm. Interesting. You know... Well, okay. So among the, among the ones that stick out here. Yeah. Ferrite for me. Yeah. Huge, great, you know, iPad app, um, audio editor. Uh, I, I love it. It's my favorite way to edit podcasts. So good. So powerful. I would imagine you feel the same way about Timery.
0: I do, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be holding Timery here. Mm-hmm. that Timery yeah. I I love Timery but I it's not one of the ones that I'm making the case for because I think we have three very strong contenders for impact mm-hmm. which are I, in my yeah. mind workflow okay. shortcuts yeah. and widgetsmith.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I think I think between workflow and shortcuts, I think it's workflow because workflow encompasses all of what happened with shortcuts as well. Yep. And it was such a revelation. And I'm glad we were there. We were on it in our very first upgrade ease. I'm really happy we got it.
0: I maybe haven't paid much attention to going all the way back to the beginning, right? When I've been looking at these things. But there is something so beautiful, I think, about us having workflow and then four years later shortcuts. There's just something uh-huh. really nice about that that I enjoy. That that was a thing, and then also you know, so it, uh, workflow was best newcomer in 2014. It then won best app in 2016. Yes, so it improved, yeah. and then by 2018, it was it was the Apple version. Mm-hmm. But again, like, I don't so what's like, the case has, for Widget Smith? Has any app made such an impact on the like the global stage on the world? Like, I can't think. Of any other example of a app with virality like Widgetsmith, like you get these AI services and this kind of stuff that go around a lot, but the idea of just an an, especially an indie app that is released and then goes viral, like I, it's the it's the only time I can remember this happening, and I think that even if you again, like if we're just looking at it within the year that it came out. 2020 like the fall of 2020 that was the fall of widgetsmith like that's what everything was about widgets were about widgetsmith and i just think as a for a an impact that was a pretty big one to users but then workflow was a pretty big one for nerds
1: uh, oh this is this is the, yes this is the contrast and i would say widgetsmith what it has going for it is it was it went viral it's used by an enormous number of people. It's an incredible success story. And when you're representing the newcomer Hall of Fame, what better newcomer than an app that hits on a new feature and goes viral and is wild? But I would also say best newcomer workflow, that's an indie app that became part of the OS infrastructure. An indie app became yep, the future of automation on Apple's platforms, which is pretty wild.
0: but can. We judge its newcomerness based on the fact that it became that later on. I'm not saying one way or another. I, I don't know. Right? Like would we say it was best newcomer because later on Apple acquired it?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just making the argument for like well, yeah, the impact of this is a new indie app that happened and it ended up changing the future of automation on the entire platform is the argument for workflow. But I I am also going to agree with you here. I think that widget widget Smith's debut and what happened is about as hall of fame newcomer as you can get
0: yeah yeah that is a beautiful way of putting it like we have another newcomer category later on and we have like movie tv all that kind of stuff i don't think that there is a bigger like this thing appeared and then everything changed <laughs> in our categories as widget smith yeah all right so i think we're going to do it the best newcomer ios app ent- entrant into the hall of fame is widget smith all-Famer, first ballot. This episode is brought to you by Fitbud. When you're looking to change your fitness level, it can be really hard to know where to get started. And this is the time of year where lots of people are considering fitness. Maybe it's a yearly theme of yours. That is why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBod is both an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that is just for you. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why FitBod uses data to make sure they customize things to suit you. Adapting as you improve, so each workout will be challenging, pushing you to make the progress you want. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals, which is all stored in your FitBud gym profile. FitBod tracks your muscle recovery so you can avoid burnout and keep up your momentum. It does this by combining AI with exercise science by analyzing billions of data points that are fine tuned by an experienced certified pers- by sorry that are fine tuned by experienced certified personal trainers. Fit- FitBod builds your best possible workout and you can be sure you're learning the new movements right away thanks to more than 1,000 demonstration videos. Muscles improve when working in concert with your entire muscular system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact your results. That is why FitBod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine, which also means you'll never get bored as the app mixes up your workouts with new exercises, reps, schemes, supersets, and more. The FitBod app is easy to use. You can stay informed with FitBod's progress tracking charts, weekly reports, and sharing cards, letting you keep track of your achievements and personal bests while sharing them with your friends and family. And it also integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS, SmartWatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. If you are coming from nothing, like from ground zero, I think Fitbot is an incredible place to get started. It's how I get started on my fitness journey. But even if you're experienced, again, the app learns about you and balances your workout routine and really can... can push you further. Personalized training of this quality could be expensive. FitBud is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year, but you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbud.me upgrade. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbud.me upgrade. Once again, that is fitbud.me upgrade for 25% off your membership. A thanks to FitBud for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we move on now to our next category, which is best Mac app. Oh, nice. So going through the list all the way back to 2014 was Fantastical. 2015 was Logic Pro 10. Is it 10 or X? It's 10. Okay. I can never remember. Some some things are 10. Some things are X, right? Sometimes they're not the 10th version. Most things are 10. Most things are 10. Okay. Uh, We have 2016 Audio Hijack, 2017 Final Cut Pro 10, The 10th. 2018 was Audio Hijack. 2019 Mm -hmm. was Affinity Designer. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. 2020 was Fantastical. 2021 was Bartender. 2022 was Audio Hijack, picking up a Lifetime Achievement Award. 2023, Whisper.
1: Uh, Interesting here. So we got some Apple apps. We got um, Audio Hijack. Fantastic Al twice. Bartender thrown in there. I know. I mean, in any category where there's a lifetime winner, the easy selection is to choose the lifetime winner. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to choose Audio Hijack as the lifetime winner, even though it's a or as a Hall of Famer. It's all like you talk to people who are on Windows and and then and know about Mac stuff. Like Andre Tomech is like this. Like Audio Hijack. Like what? It, it, it's so good. Like it's so smart. There's nothing like that it. interface that they built. Because for people who don't remember, the old audio hijack interface was terrible. But the new audio hijack interface with the little blocks that are all connected and that you can like record from different things and process them and send them different places. And and it for podcasters it's it's invaluable. But actually, it's one of those things that as uh, the the rogue amoeba stuff in general as a Mac user. It does make you wonder why that stuff is not in the operating system. It's so powerful and so useful. And they keep getting better. They added um, automation support. They added their new transcription block. Um, So I feel like I I just a huge amount of um, love for that app. Um, I can see the argument for Fantastical, which has stuck out of space, trying to do something (sighs) better than apple although i gotta be honest i have a little bit of a crisis of faith right now about fantastical where i feel like in order to try and justify itself and build its business around it's it's starting to build its business around features that don't interest me yeah and i'm starting to wonder if i might actually be better off just saving my money and going back to calendar
0: i'm 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 like there are things in fantastical that i really value but yeah I do sure. agree that like the app is maybe going to places that I'm not interested in and I know as well that like a lot of people aren't super happy with the subscriptions and Fantastic yeah. House subscription is one of the more expensive ones. It is. Um and so like It is and that
1: and, and I think those go hand in hand. I just spitballing here. And again, we love everybody and it's a great app and I do love it, but I still recommend it. With the price, which is they, you know, they set the price because they felt like that's what they needed to do to run their business. I, I have no problem with that. You can buy it or you can not buy it, but I do feel like that at that price, they then feel pressure to drive the product and in, uh, into places that are going to justify the price to businesses and yep. to people who, again, that that's their choice. And if you are somebody who's served by those features, that's great, but. Uh, for me, I see these new features like, oh, we'll do, we'll schedule you, and you've got free and busy time and things like that for for people to schedule meetings with you. And I'm like, doesn't interest me, right? Like, the, none of these features actually uh, actually serve me, and and so yeah, I I, I find myself wondering, is it is it a, a subscription I should really keep or
0: not? So here's what I'll say, right? So like it, going back to what I was talking about in the iOS app one, like I just think audio hijack is an app that over its time period since we first awarded it and we first awarded it in 2016 because it got so good right i think that was when it yes the ui changed because it was an app that i didn't use before 2016 because i i it just didn't make any sense to me and then since then i mean it's become i'm just probably the most important app on my mac for me and what what i do and It has consistently gotten better and better and better over time. When they integrated live streaming into the app, which is super important for us, and now, like from where we are now and looking into the future, you know that they did, as you say, the transcript the AI transcription block. It's like that feels like that's going to be important for us going into the future. So,
1: yeah. So the new new version came out at the beginning of 2015. Okay. Um. So so right there at at almost at the beginning of when we started doing upgrade. Yeah, is when Audio
0: Hijack appeared, which is helpful for me. Uh, I, it feels like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I I agree. All right, so that's that, right? Audio Hijack is the Hall of Fame winner for Hijack best Mac app. Yeah, feel happy about that one. Hooray! All right, so next up, our next category will be the best newcomer Mac app, which. I think we can maybe give uh, this entire category a-, a note here to say it is the reason that we introduced Upgradies nomination, Upgradian nominations. Because hmm. we were really struggling to come up. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. With new Mac apps. With new Mac apps. Because there Especially was a time darkest- period... Oh, yeah, the dark Probably around 2017, Mac. where we only gave one runner-up <laughs> yep. in the category, uh, that, that, that there was a problem here. Um, and so that, that was kind of like a dip time, and we needed help. And so we started asking the Upgradians to vote, too, and that gave us much more to talk about. So going back to 2014, Paul one out for one of my favorite apps of all time, Mailbox oh mailbox yeah. remember mailbox man i tell you what 2014 this is a, a mood right overcast workflow Fantastic fantastical mailbox as ios mm-hmm. and mac god that's what when we started that, what is, a that is that is the
1: time that is the moment we started was that, that time is,
0: that's my nostalgia right there so best mm, newcomer mac but we'll go back to that 2014 was mailbox 2015 was Fantastic fantastical 2016 was bear 2017 was twitterific 2018 was Drafts. 2019 was Net Newswire, 2020 was Nova. 2021 was Mimestream. 2022 was Mimestream. Mimestream again. 2023, Ivory. Yes. I mean, look, I will just say for Mailbox, all right? Mailbox is, in my opinion, the best email app ever made. And it was the first app to do a bunch of things, like swiping on emails to do perform actions on them snoozing came from Mailbox. And also one of the greatest features in an email app of all time that nobody has ever done, which I don't understand, is allowing you to manually just drag and drop the order of your emails in your inbox around. I don't hmm. know why nobody else has ever done that, but nobody else has ever done that. But it just allowed you to kind of... I mean, what, what Mailbox was doing was the thing that people don't like, which was using your email inbox as a to-do list. But for so many people in the world that is just the function of an email app and so they just made the best possible version of that app. I don't think Mailbox is going to win this category but I just had to give it its time because I just think it was so innovative and so cool and Dropbox bought it and killed it.
1: Yeah, Dropbox just bought it and killed it. That was yeah. what happened. Why? Why? Uh,
0: this was at the time when Dropbox was trying to work out what on earth it could charge people for, and it yeah. thought email yeah. was one of those things. Then it thought document yeah, collaboration was another one with Dropbox Paper, and the list goes on and on. I'm sure tr- I struggle with this one outside of uh, Mailbox. Honestly. I,
1: I, honestly, I think the answer is MimeStream. And not only is it a Hall of Famer because it was the newcomer two years in a row, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. And a runner-up the following year just amazing like the long game played by mime stream yeah. well done but also look it's a it's a developer inside apple who works on the mail app and so and, and and I don't like the mail app I don't think it's very good uh, I'm frustrated by it constantly I gave it up uh he goes out on his own starts a business says we're going to make a great uh mail app for the mac start mac first focuses on gmail which is great because I use gmail and says we're going to build a great mac only at least first uh email app and compete with the app that I used to work on at inside apple what a great story and the net result is it's a legitimately great app and i think when you're talking about building a, a legitimately great mac first mac only app that is part of the story of um a really great mac newcomer and there are a couple in that category right like nova is mac only but um like I, MimeStream being great and being from somebody who was on the inside and decided they could do better on the outside, and then they did it, right? Then then they did it, because MimeStream is legitimately a great app, I feel like. Uh, that plus, again, managed to win twice, newcomer twice. What? How? What? So great.
0: I'm happy to go with MimeStream, because I don't really have particularly strong feelings for Okay.
1: I mean, I think that's the best case I can make for any of it's, them is that one.
0: It's the most fun for me because it won it twice. I just think that's so hilarious that we might as well give it a third award yeah, in this category. Right? <laughs> so the best newcomer Mac app Hall of Fame entrant, Mimestream. The next category we're not going to award, uh, which yep. is because we've just created the best feature category, which Widgetsmith won. And uh, we can't really give somebody a Hall of Fame for one time. So we'll move on to the next category now, which is Game of the Year, uh, which also... This Game is the of many title. years, Game of the Decades. The title of Game of the Year is funny. So the Game of the Year award winners go as 2014 Mario Kart 8, 2015 Splatoon, 2016 Firewatch, 2017 The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 2018 Pokemon Let's Go, 2019 Pokemon Sword and Shield. Twenty twenty was Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Twenty twenty one for Forza Horizon Five, or as I have written it in our document, Verizon for- Horizon, Horizon. <laughs> which that's not correct. Forza From Horizon, uh, Forza obviously. Horizon Five. Twenty twenty two, Marvel Snap, and twenty twenty three is Elder Tears of the Kingdom. All right, so this is very this is very difficult. Okay, so I'm going to tell you where I'm leaning right now, Jason. Looking at this list, I think this needs to be out of Mario Kart 8, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Let's Go, or Animal Crossing New Horizons. While I think Tears of the Kingdom is a better game than Breath of the Wild, and why I think it's what I believe right now is my favorite over that, I think it's too close in time to make that judgment and to call Tears of the Kingdom the Hall of Fame winner. Animal Crossing: New Horizons was just a time and place, you know. It was a game that many people needed when we pandemic needed it. Pandemic time and yes. pandemic place. Yeah. Pokemon Let's Go was a game that just took over the world. Right. Everyone was playing Let's Go. Oh no, that's Pokemon Go. Pokemon Let's Go is different. Pokemon Go. We can this exclude is, Pokemon is... Let's Go from this conversation. No. Yeah, it's not. That was a different game. Think. So we've got Go Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart. I think it's between Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart Eight, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm gonna get. I'm now gonna knock out Animal Crossing from this list. Um, and I love the game, but it's not like compared to the other two, it's not as high quality. And so then I'm thinking, right? So we've got Zelda is the better game, but then I think if it's the two of us deciding, probably Mario Kart, right? Well, I mean,
1: I have both of them, but the one that I I play all the time is Mario Kart, although I I played lots of versions of Mario Kart. Mario Kart Kart 8 is just the one that, you know, came out at that point Mm -hmm. uh, on on Switch and on Wii U, actually.
0: Yep. Woo! Technically, the 2014 winner was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The Wii U one was Mario Kart 8, and the Switch Ah. one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that is actually what we're talking about here. We All were not right. talking about right. the Wii U game. Well,
1: then. I I love Mario Kart, but there are many of them. I feel like Breath of the Wild was new and uh, influential, and then led on to the the amazing follow up as well. And um, I'd say it gets the Julian endorsement as well.
0: Oh, I am wrong. We are talking about Mario Kart Eight because that uh, was in twenty fourteen. Switch yeah. One didn't come out until twenty seventeen. My opinion: has mm. knocked this out, and it's Breath of the Wild. That's where I'm. Living. Okay, great. Cool. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the winner. Like, I love Mario Kart 8 but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the actual one that everyone knows and plays and is better. Sure. Uh, and if we're talking about that, then then Zelda should, should take it, in my opinion. This episode is brought to you in part by our friends over at ExpressVPN. I don't know if you've ever noticed when you open an incognito window, but there's this note that tells you your activity could still be visible to your employer, your school, your ISP, someone running or administering your network. If you want to stop people from seeing what you're looking at, you need to use ExpressVPN. Think about the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop or a hotel for something secure, something that is important to you. Without ExpressVPN, every site that you visit could be logged by an administrator, and that's still true even when you're in incognito mode. So if you want privacy, you should be using ExpressVPN. Your home internet provider could see you all record your browsing data, and in the United States, it's actually legally allowed for them to sell some data that they collect to advertisers. ExpressVPN VPN is an app that encrypts your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that private. Express VPN works on your de- all your devices. It's super easy to use. The app literally has one button. You tap that button and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. It's very easy. It lives in the menu bar on my Mac. I can click it. And whenever I'm at a hotel, I will turn on Express VPN for sure because I if it's free Wi-Fi, it's like why is the Wi-Fi free? I don't know, but I don't like the thought of it. So I can use it, and I can feel uh, safe that my uh, privacy is, in fact, private. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy and protect yourself today at ExpressVPN.com/upgrade. That is ExpressVPN.com/upgrade, and you can get three months extra for free. That is ExpressVPN.com/upgrade for three extra months and to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. So now, we move into favorite movie. Oh yeah, nice. And we go uh, back to 2014, Captain huh? America, Winter Soldier. It's a good movie. A great movie. 2015, The Force, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Force Awakens, mm-hmm. 2016 star wars rogue one
1: yep big star wars boys yep there, well that we go our Pokemons. The next time our sorry we love our Pokemons. we love our star Warses. yep Star wars
0: uh in 2017 spider-man homecoming in 2018 mm-hmm. spider-man into the spider-verse oh big spider-man boys big spider-boys oh, yeah. 2019 avengers endgame mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. hamilton <laughs> Hey, hey. (laughs) there were no other movies. uh 2021, Spider Man No Way Home. Back to Spider Boys. 2022, Turning Red. 2023, Oppenheimer. This one is easy for me. Okay, what's your choice? Avengers Endgame. Wow. Oh, interesting.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's not what I would pick. You thought I
0: would have gone with Spider Man?
1: Yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which would probably be
0: my choice of mm. these. I Avengers Endgame, that too.
1: it's good. Uh, we saw
0: Infinity War together. We did. We at did. your bachelor party. Yeah, I wish we'd seen Endgame together, but I, know, I liked Infinity right? War too. It was a bit of a downer for the... <laughs> it's like, ooh, well, it I mean, it, yeah. But it was it's good, It's a though.
1: downer ending. Spoilers for Infinity War. There's a downer I, ending. They- <laughs> Seriously? <laughs>
0: uh so good look, news is there's
1: a whole other movie and that one doesn't have a downer ending, so you know, just watch the next one. Might take six hours fa- out of your day.
0: Endgame is it was just an incredible payoff for so much work, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a really good movie. But into the Spider Verse is a technical Marvel and Yeah, it's One of the best fun. animated movies ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good with either. Let's let's
1: do Spider Man into the Spider Verse.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good pick. So much Spider Man in this. We are big Spider Man right? boys. We big really
1: Spider are. boys. Yeah, now I'm feeling bad that that uh, that I let Oppenheimer beat out Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Because <laughs> I don't know. Spiders. Maybe I'm not. Maybe maybe that's too much Spider Man in this category. Too much. Too many Spideys. Too many. Too many.
0: What too that would have been like? Was he in Winter Soldier? No. No, he's in Civil War, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, because that would have been incredible. Because that would have been like half of the movies had yeah. Spider Man. We have like
1: four Spider Man
0: pointing at each other. In the upgrade that's a lot. We're that's really lot. in the Spider-Verse. The, uh, the, the favorite movie character category actually is the Spider-Verse, if you think about it is, it. pretty so much. much. Spider-Man in there, but we we love Spider-Man at the upgrade program. We around. do, that's right. We do. I think similarly fun now is the favorite television show. This oh, nice. one's gonna be good. I think this started in 2018, so there are, there are fewer here. 2018's winner was Patriot, 2019 so was good. Watchmen. 2020 was Ted Lasso. 2021 was For All Mankind. 2022 was Severance. 2023 was The Bear. Ooh. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you. Do we just judge the season in which we're talking about?
1: I don't think we need to do that.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I, I mean, we okay. could,
1: but we don't have to. I mean, Patriot only had two seasons. Watchmen only had the one. Yep. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso has three, For All Mankind right, of has four. Severance only has had the one. Bear has
0: two. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, of this, right? So, here's. Yeah. I'm trying to start breaking this down a little bit. Pure television quality, Watchmen. Yeah. Right? Yes. I agree. A feeling, Ted Lasso. Mm hmm. Well, it depends on the feeling. It's a good feeling. There's lots of other yeah. feelings in For All Mankind. Right. And I, I actually think. I loved Patriot, but I think for me, it's out of those three Watchmen, Ted Lasso, for all mankind. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would knock Ted Lasso out on that three. Probably Watchmen. I
1: think it's Watchmen.
0: I've only I, seen I, it I once. Think I, looked
1: I, at, I looked at this list. I just rewatched it. Okay. It is the best show of the last decade for me. It's brilliant. It's, it's just is
0: brilliant. It's truly a, I I don't. I can't think of a show that has so much to say and does it in such an elegant way as Watchmen does. Um, Mm -hmm. That it makes it very special, I think. Watchmen? Watchmen. Watchmen is the Hall of Fame winner, uh, joining Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse for movies and then Watchmen for Mm -hmm. TV. I think there was a time when these were the same category and we split it out over time. Which I, th- yeah, I think that was what we did. But so that's why it started in 2018. Right. I've got so much to say about the next one. <laughs> Favorite book?
1: Oh, good. It's been, well, I mean, I had so much to say about game. Yeah, Good point.
0: 2014. So, let, 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 yeah. The Golem and the Genie. Yes. 2015. The Goblin Emperor. Mm, oh, 2016. So <laughs> the Fifth Season. Well, 2017. Yeah, okay. The Caledonian Gambit. Yay. 2018, The Calculating Stars. Mm -hmm. 2019, Trail of Lightning. Oh, yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. I did like that one. I don't know anything about that. 2020, A Memory Called Empire. Mm, 2021, Piranesi. Piranesi. 2022, Elder Race by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. I don't know why it's the only one I read the author name for, which is the hardest one. I don't know why either. And 2023, (laughs) (laughs) Mountain Mountain in in the the Sea.
1: Ray Naylor. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you want a little list of Jason's books that he recommends that you read, that's a pretty good list. This is a pretty good list. Mm-hmm. The book that I keep... Com- oh, there's so many really good books on here. The book that I keep coming back to and recommending to people uh, that was such a, a a find. And now there are more books. It's not quite a series. There are more books in that world. But that first book is It Stands Alone and It's Magical. Um, and so I, I think I'm just gonna say again, what's the, what's my favorite book of the last decade? Because that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I, I, when you think of it that way, it's a little bit weird. I mean, and it's not, it's the decade of, of, of 2014 to now, right? So it's not, it's not a traditional kind of decade. It's The Goblin Emperor by Catherine Addison, from um, released 2014, the winner in 2015, The Goblin wow. Emperor. It is, it's just great. It's it's a great it's a great book. It's a, a coming of age story, and it's about like machinations and all this stuff in this in this uh, fantasy steampunk kind of world. But it's like way better than if you're turned off by fantasy steampunk. It's just it's so good. It's just a great book. It's like a big warm hug of a delight of a book. I reread it when I was on vacation in Hawaii. I was like, you know what? I'm going to reread The Goblin Emperor, and I I have no regrets. It was uh, great the second time too. And I very rarely reread books, but I. Was happy to reread it, so I say right. the Goblin Emperor. There we go.
0: Oh, I've been dreading this one. Our next category is favorite podcast, and I feel like the only way to do this is to we have to roll in the other podcast
1: categories, right? Yeah.
0: So that includes. This is going to be really complicated. This will include. Okay. I can,
1: let me let me take a, let me take a crack at it.
0: Oh well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to I want to actually just discuss this with you before. Oh, we okay. All right. Decide. Okay. Because okay. we have multiple. So we have favorite podcast now, but we used to have yeah. favorite tech podcast, favorite non-tech podcast, and favorite podcast newcomer. Now, do we include the podcast newcomers or do we just do, because that kind of is the award now. It's taking place of all three of those categories. So do uh-huh. we go through all of them and pick a winner? I say yes. All right. I'm I'm very happy to do this. I have them in front of me. So, we'll just, our favor We'll just simplify
1: simplify the podcast po- category into um one and then pick a winner.
0: Yep. So, Favorite okay. Podcast Newcomer 2014 at Isometric 2015 Reconcilable Differences 2016 Dubai Friday 2017 S Town 2018 The Good Place the Podcast 2019 Two Headed Girl. 20 20 was 20 max for 2020. <laughs> oh, 2021 nice. was downstream. Then in 2014 for favorite non-tech podcast, we had The Flop House. 2015, The Flop House. 2016, mm-hmm. The Flop House lifetime achievement Done. award. 2017, The Adventure Zone. 2018 due by Friday, 2019 due by Friday, 2020 reconcilable differences, 2021 reconcilable differences. Then favorite mm-hmm. tech podcast: 2014 ATP, 2015 ATP, 2016 ATP, 2017 no, lifetime achievement award, 2017 welcome to Macintosh, 2018 connected, 2019 automators, 2020 dithering, 2021 Mac power users. Then favorite podcast from 2020. 2020- Two connected 2023 the town yeah wow a lot of podcasts there this is hard this is very hard uh podcast hall of fame i mean it's the the obvious places to start with the lifetime achievement award winners Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which are the Flophouse house and ATP. yep and, we created the Lifetime Achievement Award for these exact two shows because the first three yes. years they won in their respective categories, and we were worried that it would end up just being ATP as the favorite tech podcast every year because it is really good and it is loved by our audience. And so we created the Lifetime Achievement Award, and the same for the Flop House, where uh, we were both listening to it. I don't listen to the Flop House anymore; just rotate Sad. it out over time. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I feel like it's probably going to be ATP. I feel like. Yeah, I think so. That's where I'm leaning. That's that's a good choice. I think if we consider over the history of the show um, and think about ATP as a part of our industry, the quality of the show over that time, it remains very consistent. And I mean, you were just talking with John about it, like the fact that they've with one they're on every episode all three of them is, is on actually every episode. Uh, honestly that is an achievement worth awarding on its own honestly like they have an episode every yeah. single week and it's all three of them like that is that's hard so to do. much harder than it sounds i'll tell you right now like if you think of in your life if you have a weekly meeting how often someone's missing from the weekly meeting like they go on vacations <laughs> right like yeah, they have yeah. emergencies in their lives but the three of them do it so honestly for just that reason from my perspective just that alone they deserve an award i think I, yeah
1: yeah no i think i think making it given our, our awarding them and the fact that they are and we still you know we we do a lot of follow-up and they're friends of the show but they're also it's such an accomplishment it's incredibly for influential. them to have done it for so long they started that before um before i left my job at i d g, in fact, it's been going on a long time now. Jason, um,
0: this was before pref- yeah. I mean, they did it before relay was a thing,
1: yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah, the same time frame, right? Yeah. Like we're talking about about uh starting our tenth year and doing this after ten upgradees, but yep. they're they're past their tenth anniversary now. so yep. incredible accomplishment. so yeah, that 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 alone I would Isn't say neat.
0: and I feel like it will I wanted to there was so many people that I had to really think about it, but realistically, this is probably the easiest win to give. Uh, yeah, the upgrades, I mean, to be honest,
1: the Flophouse is still my all time favorite podcast, but
0: I think for this category, uh, this is the right choice. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all in one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. You get started by picking one of Squarespace's best in class templates, which you can customize every single detail of of a reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile that they call Fluid Engine. This is their next generation website design system. It lets you push your creativity further than ever before. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It is built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. It's super easy to set up a store on Squarespace whether so you want to sell physical or digital goods. They have all of the tools that you need to start selling online, including tons of payment options. There's some flexibility there. You can make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools, except credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and offer customers the option to buy now and play later, pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And you also can learn what you need to grow your business, to grow your website with Squarespace's built-in analytics system. You can learn where your site visitors are coming from, where your sales are coming from. You can analyze which channels are most effective for you, improve your website, and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Uh, We've been doing this show for nearly 10 years, and I just want to note the fact that Squarespace has been a supporter of the show for that entire time period. Like There is there is a non-zero chance that they've been a sponsor of every upgrade. Is. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that was a thing or the vast majority of them. They're a great supporter of us. So we ask that if you're thinking about building a website that you consider them, or if you have somebody in your life that wants a website that you share uh, the news of Squarespace to them, it's really good for people wanting to start their own uh, businesses. It's really good for if you want to just have a personal home online or for an event for anything. Check out squarespace.com upgrade and you can sign up for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com/upgrade and use the code upgrade to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com/upgrade and the code upgrade when you sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Our next category is our favorite Apple product. Ooh, this is a big yeah. one. Oh, boy. Uh, I even, there's some of these, they, they sneak up on you, and you're Apple like, Oh, product uh-oh. of the decade. Uh-oh, this could be difficult. All right, we're going to go back as we have been to 2014 with the 5K iMac. Yeah, big deal. That's not the iMac Pro, right? No, that's the first Retina iMac,
1: right. which I bought. Yeah, first okay. Retina iMac.
0: 2015, Apple Watch. 2016, mm. AirPods. 2017, <sighs> the iPhone 10, Yeah. 2018, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. 2019, AirPods Pro. 2020 is the MacBook Air with M1. 2021 is the 14-inch MacBook Pro. 2022 is the M2 MacBook Air, and 2023 is the iPhone 15 Pro Max. The thing that is the most surprising to me, there's only Ooh. two iPhones. Yeah. Way more Macs. Big Mac boys. That's us. All right, so again, I'm going to mentally remove the iPhone 15 Pro Max for me in the liberations. Yep. I just don't I think agree. it's worth including that. The iPhone I 10, I don't think I would put that there. Either.
1: I wouldn't. I mean, it, it, that is a big, big step forward uh essentially the iphone we have used since then is the iphone 10 uh, right like essentially yeah um it's a little bigger and all that but like that was that was the you could really d- draw a line in the iphone in before and after iphone 10 so big deal influentially but i agree it would not be on my short list in this
0: category i think airpods would be or airpods pro i don't yeah maybe I mean, the M2 MacBook Air, I think, is the best Mac of all time. So that's up there for me.
1: So I I was going to say, how much do we want to short circuit this conversation? Because I know what my vote is.
0: (laughs) Your MacBook Air. (laughs) And it's the M2
1: MacBook It's the M2 MacBook Air. I stopped at M1 MacBook Air and I was like, wow, okay. Apple's most important and best selling product or laptop, Mac laptop, right? Yep. MacBook Air. M1, um, they they super influential still being sold still good
0: still so Excellent. good so, Adina has one, so, so and good and i've said to her multiple times would you like to consider an m2 at some point point?" and she's like why would i do that i love this computer yeah. i much prefer she much prefers the the like the wedge design to the like boxy design and she's right. like and the, and the battery's incredible the screen's great like why would it and i'm like all right i get enough. it like so that's the
1: machine. argument for the m1 I look at the M1 I think well yeah but then the M2 is is so much it has all the attributes of the M1 and I think is so much better I do in too. terms of its design and I do think it's it's maybe the best Mac uh Apple has made in, in a very long time if not ever um and that that so it's got my vote honestly MacBook Pro 14 like that screen is is gorgeous and the power of those higher end chips yes absolutely but like the MacBook Air which is your number 1 Number one Mac is the MacBook Air. The story of the Mac over the last 15 years, basically, 13 years is the MacBook Air. And that M2 is such a wonderful uh, redesign of a, of a design that it's sort of been the same for a very long time. Basically, so good. always
0: like the original and the the second edition was slightly different, but it was the same. Uh, it was basically, the realistically same, yeah. and then yep. it stayed that way it didn't change <laughs> it really
1: didn't it really it went retina it didn't really change they wanted it to be as reminiscent of the old one as possible the m1 is based on that design and then they did the m2 and it's so good so so yeah i think that i i, I agree airpods pro is a great and airpods great product some of my favorite apple products um apple coming out with a brand new product in a brand new category the apple watch and they've been successful with that but i feel like it's the macbook air m2 i feel i i just i i the moment i saw these 10 products i was i literally was like oh m1 air such a landmark and then i and then i thought oh but m2 air <laughs> but but m2 air has got all the goodness of the m1 air and is a brand new design that i love so yeah M, m2 air
0: hall of fame winner for the best for our favorite apple product uh is the Ma- uh, macbook air with m2 yeah love it favorite non-apple product this is going to be hilarious 2014 playstation 4 2015 yep.
1: the sphero bb8 yep i've used that for about one about two months and yep. then
0: really impressive never again though. it was very impressive I do love the uh, twenty fifteen like Star Wars influence. Star Wars on the upgrades. Yeah. Everyone was very mm-hmm. uh We were uh, really into it excited. It's 2016, true. the Logitech Create 9.7. I don't know what that is. I assume it's, it's a, a keyboard. keyboard. It's a keyboard for the iPad. We can probably shut it is. down with 2017, the Nintendo Switch. Uh 2018, the bridge keyboard. Another iPad keyboard. <laughs> Roomba. Roomba! Who doesn't love a sweeper robot? PlayStation 5. Uh-huh. 2021, the Nintendo Switch OLED. Then 2022, Steam Deck. And 2023, Steam Deck OLED. Hmm, big OLED boys. It's got to be the Nintendo Switch. It's got to be the Nintendo Switch. Like, it And does. I would put Nintendo Switch over Switch OLED just because yes. like, most people the have just the Switch. The whole
1: platform just starts right there. I, w- I, I was talking to Julian about this the other day we got him that for his birthday a Nintendo Switch while we were on a road trip cuz he had to spend his road his birthday basically in a car cuz we were on a on a road trip and um he still plays on the Nintendo Switch all the time right like it, it is the the longevity i mean yeah he's got a PS5 that he loves so much that he brought it home for christmas like for for the christmas break <laughs> cuz he doesn't want to didn't want to not play it for a month but the switch uh, just it it's just remember what position Nintendo was in right then? They the Wii had been a real success. And then they did the Wii U and everybody kind of went ugh. And then it was like, oh boy, Nintendo, you're in trouble. What are you doing? And they did their thing where they released a product that was underpowered and a handheld that could be docked to a TV. And it was and had those detachable controllers. And it was like, well, this is interesting, Nintendo, but it's also very weird. And in hindsight, it's like they killed it. They nailed it. Like Cushed what it. a great platform. They they absolutely did. It's like Exceeded all expectations for that product. Such a great Psych. product.
0: Okay, Nintendo, we have now awarded you with the Hall of Fame winner. Can you please make a new one? Please make a new one, please. Will you please? Yeah, it's time I for Switch 2. <laughs> make it. It's new time for one. Switch 2. It is, uh, yeah. I've heard someone like in a podcast that I listen to, they're pitching Super Nintendo Switch, which I just think is oh. an incredibly good name, and I beg um, them to do it, but they won't. It'll be Switch 2, which is fine, but Super Nintendo oh, Switch you, is the way to go. Just
1: follow me here, Mike. Switch
0: you. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't bring yeah. that
0: to my door, Jason oh, That switch is Switch you. Why would you do that to me? Don't do no. that to me. I'm going to be worried about this now.
1: I'm the one who has a Wii U in his house now, still. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. A category of which.
0: full of, I think, some personal vendettas. Grievances.
1: <laughs> Grievances. Grievances. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. the
0: worst gadget slash most disappointing technology. We go back to 2014 with the LG G watch. I don't know what that is. I googled it just before <laughs> I said it, and it oh. is a horrifically ugly looking uh, uh, Android watch. Oh, I don't it's know like there. we,
1: we ha we have we have beaten the Apple Watch yes. uh, oh to market with this wonderful thing that is
0: ugh. I think I may have used this. I think <sighs> is why I'm I but anyway. 2015 the MacBook keyboard. This was the I mean, butterfly that's the but, keyboard.
1: That's yeah. the butterfly keyboard, yeah. baby.
0: Yeah. Mind. 2016, the Galaxy Note 7, which would catch fire. Ca- catch fire, fire, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 2017. That's good stuff. There's good stuff in this category. I just took a little look oh. ahead. 2017, the iPad Pro Smart Connector. Now, why did we why did we hate this so because much? Because it was a letdown. We wanted so much more. It was more. just a letdown. And like, we wanted all, more. Uh, all it was was Apple's keyboard and then that weird charger that Belkin made.
1: Right. You're right. It disappointed us that there weren't more things and it didn't. Yep. Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. 2018, AirPower. Power. <sighs> The charging wow. product. I mean, the disappointment
1: is that they Apple announced a product that it never shipped, which never happened. it's
0: amazing. What a what, what the, a moment. The air power is such a fantastic blip in history for them. So good. 2019 Mac Catalyst. 2020 iOS apps on M1 Max. We were upset that no one was allowing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was super disappointing.
0: 2021, the Breville Jewel Sous vide. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I saw this and I immediately became enraged. This is a sous vide thing that requires you to use an app to use it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any physical controls. Mm -hmm. It only has app controls. Mm -hmm. It's like, you should never make a product that has no physical controls. Never we were, ever ever, we were ever. angry
0: because in 2021 I also said Apple Care Plus. This is when my iPhone oh. was all scratched and they wouldn't replace the screen. That was 2021 yeah, right. we was a angry. bad year for us.
1: Yeah, NFTs right. was the other runner-up runner too. <laughs> Called it, nailed it. Time. What oh, a great man. time! What a great time. Oh, to be all. alive in 2021. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2022 was the iPad Pro. Yes, because remember. They didn't. They didn't really do anything except update the chips, and they didn't upgrade the screen in the lower end model. And we all felt like it was time for a new iPad Pro. And they said, "How about twenty twenty four for that?" And so we were disappointed. Hopefully,
0: hopefully twenty twenty four. We actually yeah. don't know, but it's ho- hopeful. And twenty twenty three was the humane AI pin. Ha! Huh. I think we go back. I would say maybe MacBook keyboard. Maybe Air. I feel Power. like this.
1: The story of the of the worst gadget slash most disappointing tech of the last decade in in our space is the butterfly keyboard.
0: Yeah, and I, f- also, I feel like that's the answer. I mean, the silver lining was the episode, the Christmas episode that we just spoke about. That was the silver mm. lining. Uh, yeah, of, like, that whole who, who killed the
1: butterfly keyboard? Mm-hmm. And it did die eventually. It did. It, it took did. some time, mm-hmm. but it did die. But I I think that's the I think that's the way. I mean, Galaxy Note Seven. That's a good one. Air Power, that's a great one. But I feel like it's got to be the butterfly keyboard.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. So the uh, Hall of Fame most disappointing technology is the MacBook Pro keyboard, the butterfly version.
1: or the Mac, yeah. We, we said MacBook keyboard. Was it the MacBook Pro at that point? Was it just in the it MacBook It was the Pro first? then, I think.
0: I think it was... Okay. Mm, it's, I don't know. It started it doesn't in the matter, MacBook. But you know what it is. It doesn't matter. The it is. It's the butterfly we're gonna
1: just. We're just going to call it the butterfly keyboard. And everybody knows what we mean. Yep.
0: Most life-changing hardware. Which is a fun category name. Fun category. Interesting yeah. concept. 2014, Jason's daughter's iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to that. She uh, got an iPhone. Fifteen iPad Pro. 2016, sure. Amazon Echo. 2017, AirPods. 2018, Apple Pencil 2. 2019, seems like there wasn't a winner according to my document, but I might be wrong. I'll check the official no Upgradies.com. winner. Okay.
1: 2020
0: was the Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro. It's funny, keyboards. We'll go back again. Uh, we have 2021 was the Apple TV remote. 2022 Uh, is our friend, the M2 MacBook Air. (sighs) 2023 was the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Right. So let me check the 2019. 2019 was AirPods Pro. I didn't put it in my spreadsheet. So AirPods Pro was the 2019 winner. Great. Mm -mm -mm. Amazon Echo? No, I don't think so.
1: No, no. No, Jamie's iPhone. That's a real. That
0: was good for you, I suppose. <laughs>
1: She's thir- thirteen, and she got an iPhone. I mean, it, it was a big deal, and we were—I was taking it literally, right? Like life-changing hardware.
0: I think it's Apple's Pro.
1: I think it's AirPods Pro too. Wow, we were just in sync. I, I like, I, I want to take you back. Remember, the AirPods came out at that time where it was like, oh, Apple's going to remove the headphone jack, and I, you know, I was certainly upset about it because. I felt like wired headphones were so much better and I use headphones with like custom silicone that fits my ears perfectly and in-ear monitors and the quality is so great. And Apple's Apple's headphones traditionally were terrible as well. Let's not forget that. Like Apple's headphones weren't good. And then the AirPods came out and it was a, a revelation. Like, oh, wow, these are good. Like I I actually can most of the time just use AirPods. They were kind of like whenever there was noise around and stuff, I couldn't. But like for general use, they were actually pretty good. And the wireless thing was great. But then AirPods Pro came out and all of those other use cases where it's like, oh, when you're mowing the lawn, when you're on an airplane, like it's not as good as having the in-ear monitors all went away because of the noise canceling. And I just I, I think about how bad I thought Apple's headphones were pre-airpods. And now, unless I'm doing a podcast like I am right now, I just use Airpods pro. like that the only time I use wired headphones anymore is for podcasting. That's it. That's literally it. yeah,
0: And I'd say like- what what a life-changing. Bit of hardware. While the AirPods introduced it, the AirPods Pro perfected it. And that's perfected is, it. It's the it's the everything that it does. The the way in which you have the controls to pause rather than smacking the side of your head, which I hated with the AirPods. Um you have volume yep. control and you also have transparency and active noise cancellation. I feel like it's easy to forget just how good. Apple's noise cancellation was and is and how it, I think it kind of pushed everybody to do more in the uh like the earbud space um sure and the tra- and like they've only made it better and better with the newer features yeah, that, so uh, that we've been talking about so yeah, AirPods Pro
1: and there's like hearing aid functionality and stuff is coming yep. next year if, yep. if if reports are to be uh believed so like it, it, it's such a surprise in in such a good way and and again life-changing and it has literally changed my behavior in a bunch of different ways and now like when i go walk the dog or i go for a run it's apple watch and airpods pro and that's it Mm -hmm. like that's all i take with me and i i can i can still listen to podcasts and do what i want just yeah great great product
0: favorite tech story wow of the decade Yep, wow 2014, Tim Cook comes out as gay. Oh, yeah. 2015, Federico Vatici's iPad Pro review. Sure. 2016, Apple versus the FBI. Ah, yes. 2017, overreaching smartphone. Don't know what that means. What is that? That might have been a specific story. Uh, Zach probably has links. So Zach, okay. who uh, put the dot together, I know it does a better job of. So maybe you want to check. Uh, the yeah, I'll look. .com. I'll look there right now. Twenty eighteen overreaching smartphones.
1: Oh, it's the it, here. Here it is. I, okay. I just I, I've got I can I can provide some more color here, please. Uh, overreaching smartphones was our winner because that was the year that the Essential Phone and the Red Hydrogen One uh, came out. So it was okay. smartphones trying to out. Phone the iPhone by doing stupid things. Yeah. In
0: 2018, Apple spoils the September event with bad URLs. So 9to5Mac uh, found the sitemap and found everything. Yeah. Uh, 2019, understanding of technology privacy. Don't know what that means. <laughs> 2020, the Apple Silicon yeah. transition. 2021, mm-hmm. App Store regulation. Uh, 2022, FTX. And 2023, the Apple Vision Pro. All right, some standouts. I mean, it just happened, but the Vision Pro was, was a really good story, but maybe mm-hmm. not. 2020, the Apple Silicon transition. Yeah. Uh, Apple and the FBI was just like a fascinating thing that occurred and like, obviously under sad circumstances, but how that all, that was just like an interesting thing to talk about obviously a monumental moment of Tim Cook coming out. I think, if I think back about the things that we've spoken about, the San Bernardino case and the way, all of that stuff around the FBI, like, it was really interesting to talk about. And I actually feel like was maybe a bit of a turning point for our show about the, the way in which the show would be. Like, the fact that we were having very big conversations then about that stuff. So, that is up there for me uh, as one of yeah. the most interesting tech stories of the, the it last. It depends decade. on
1: how we want to do this. I know. I feel like um, I feel like the the biggest story in our sphere of the last decade is probably the Apple Silicon transition. And mm-hmm. think about how long we talked about ARM Macs, right? Mm-hmm. Like how many years beforehand we we're like, "Are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? How can they do it? Is it possible? Will they be any good?" And then the story when it happened was also great. Like it was a meaty interesting detailed story as the products came out yep. and we had nothing but time to talk about it because of the pandemic as well yep. so i think that that's a really strong contender and i'd say we have spent a lot of time talking about app store regulation and the story continues yep. and that has been a huge topic for this podcast just the idea of like what are apple's policies and um how are regulators going to try to break apple's policies and will it be possible
0: And then it's like, realistically, so I think those are two really good picks to choose from. I enjoyed talking about the Apple Silicon transition because it was fun. I enjoyed talking about Store regulation because it's not fun. Like, I I get pretty fired up about it and I like to talk about it. Yeah. But I feel like awarding something good feels better. I agree. I agree. Apple Silicon transition?
1: Apple Silicon transition. Great story. Story of the decade.
0: Yep. The final category is our favorite tech screw-up. Oh, man. Going back to 2014 so, with the so Amazon many from. Fire Phone. Woo-hoo! 2015, wow. Aaron Rodgers throws
1: a surface. I, I do love that. That moment is iconic to this day. Although the other quarterbacks have have uh, have sense. emulated it, yeah. it's the just I'm disgusted by your Microsoft service, and I'm going to toss it away.
0: 2016, the Samsung Note Seven explodes. Wow,
1: 2017,
0: what a story. the HomePod leak.
1: Oh yeah, we learned all sorts of things about everything, mm-hmm. uh, about future features and uh, and Face ID, and all sorts of things from. A HomePod firmware update. What?
0: Oh yeah, it, it was more than just the HomePod. It was like all over. Yep. Twenty eighteen. Oh no. S-
1: Steve Trout and Smith took it apart and found like, uh, yeah. like Face ID details. Yep. And iPhone ten bezel with the notch. Man. Like it yeah. was all in there.
0: Uh, 2018 was the Facebook privacy scandals. 2019 yep. was the Samsung Galaxy Fold, because mm-hmm. it was breaking. Uh, 2020 was Quibi. <laughs> Quibi. Quibi. Uh, 2021 wow. Apple CSAM announcement. Right. 2022 Elon Musk buys Twitter. 2023 OpenAI fires Sam Altman think early contenders for me uh elon musk buying twitter apple CSAM sam yep. announcement so many good ones here i think they're my two big ones
1: i i gotta put the fire phone on the list too
0: hey, like, i don't care about the five hey remember mean, when it was amazon like,
1: was gonna redo re, they made their own phone and nobody wanted it just yeah. like rejected talked in a hand that's it was that something we said 2014? Right? Probably not. It was not. like 3D It was. Could, was its whole it was thing. like, yeah, 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 you could like tilt it. Boy, everybody keeps trying to make 3D screens happen. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, because the red hydrogen was this, tried to do that as well. Clearly, that's not good yep. to do on a phone. Yep.
1: Galaxy Note exploding. I mean, not only is there the point and laugh of Samsung, but also remember where like every, maybe you don't, but in the US, I will tell you, every flight you got on for like a year said, if you have a Samsung oh, Galaxy Note 7 we must take it from you. You must power it down or whatever it was. Yeah, like yeah. It, it just kept on going of just like name blocking that
0: phone. I thought they would never do another note.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and honestly, I will also speak for Quibi. What a disaster. Like people put money into this thing and there were, in, there were executives and like it was very clear from the outside. It was a terrible idea. From the like from the conception and yet they're like, nope, we're going to do it. We're going to we got a Super Bowl ad. We're going. And it was uh, exactly as big a flop as everybody expected. Apple see announcement is interesting, right? Because they're like, aha, this is going to solve it. And it was broken in so many different ways right like some of their methodology was immediately called into question by experts who are like this it doesn't work like that and people got up in arms about the idea that your phone was going to scan your stuff and prevent it from being uploaded and and like so now you're, there's on-device scanning and they thought they were working around like oh but it's actually a security issue because we're not scanning it in the cloud mm-hmm. and it became this whole thing that ended up being like they had kind of retracted and and changed their whole approach so that there, there was some special stuff there um so, like, yeah, this is a great great category to revisit just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Elon Musk buying Twitter is one of the colossal screw ups of all time. It really is. It is.
0: I don't think we've ever had something that could have won it two years in a row, and it could have. Huh. It could right? it totally could have. Without one yeah. thing happening, it would have. And even then it was still on the bubble, right? It yeah. In fact, I would I would
1: awesome. say I would say it not only could it have won for twenty twenty three, but it, it also seems fairly likely that it could win it for twenty twenty four. Yes. Which would be like the idea that you could get a you could be in the in the uh not the hall of fame, but in the uh whatever we call it. Your the lifetime the achievement um, Lifetime Achievement Award for Tech Screw Up. That that could be a thing
0: that you could get. But you could totally get it for that. I feel like Elon Musk it. that should be Let's do to, it. We've got to put hall it in the fame, Hall of Fame screw up. So that's it. We've done it. That's it. I'm going to run through these again, just as a, for completion's okay. sake. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. The best iOS app, Carrot Weather. Best newcomer iOS app, Widgetsmith. Best Mac app, Audio Hijack. Best newcomer Mac app, Mimestream. Game of the Year, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Favorite movie, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Favorite TV show, Watchmen. Favourite book, The Goblin Emperor. Favourite podcast, ATP. Favourite Apple product, the MacBook Air with M2. Favourite non-Apple product is the Nintendo Switch. The worst gadget or most disappointing technology is the butterfly keyboard. The most life-changing hardware is the AirPods Pro. Our favourite tech story is the Apple Silicon transition. And our favourite tech screw-up, Elon Musk buys Twitter. So that is it. there you go. For what the very first, and I hope just first, Hall mm. of Fame entry to be another one, I guess we have to do this for another ten years. I mean, not
1: necessarily. We We're could decide to do it five in five years if we wanted to. We might it want depends to. We might I feel want like to. it depends on when the calendar falls, and we need multiple special episodes uh to it's be a good time fair to do it.
0: I had this thought before we needed this. I had this thought in September. Yes. So, like, I wasn't yeah, really oh, thinking that far ahead. So, like, this is just something that I thought would be nice to do because we finally made it to the 10th annual, uh, which was pretty cool. If you'd like to send us your feedback, your follow up, and your questions, please go to upgradefeedback.com. You can check out Jason's work at sixcolors.com, theincomparable.com, and here on Relay FM, where you'll find me too. And you can find my work at cortexbrand.com. We are on Mastodon. Jason is at Jason now on Zeppelin.flights. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Mike.social. The show is Upgrade at RelayFM.social. You can watch video clips of the show there. We pick out some of the best things that happen in an episode. We have our wonderful team that help us out. These are also on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, where we are at Upgrade Relay and all of them. If you want to watch the full video episodes of the show, they are also on our YouTube channel. Uh, I am on threads as at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Jason is at J-Snow, j-snell, J-S-N-E-L-L. Thank you to our members who support us of Upgrade Plus. They get longer ad-free versions of every single episode of Upgrade. You can go to getupgradeplus.com to find out more. Thank you to our sponsors of this episode, Squarespace, ExpressVPN, and FitBud. But most of all, thank you for listening. Happy New Year. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell. Happy New Year Mike Happy New Year everybody
1: Thanks for listening See you next week